Welcome to the Cove's audio articles, where you can listen to some of the Cove's best articles rather than reading them. This article is entitled, Reflections from a Regimental Sergeant Major, by Regimental Sergeant Major of the 2nd Cavalry Regiment, Jason Moriarty. In 2020, Jason Moriarty had some time to reflect on his previous two years as the Regimental Sergeant Major of the 2nd Cavalry Regiment. In this honest and informative article, he shares his lessons learnt with us. Introduction Jason had the basis, time and opportunity over a few weeks to reflect on his tenure as the Regimental Sergeant Major of the 2nd Cavalry Regiment. To help him collect his thoughts and frame the lessons learnt, he wrote this short reflection. The following is a snapshot of key events during his tenure intended to underline the turbulence he experienced as a Regimental Sergeant Major. Jason offers these observations with humility and in the knowledge that he made mistakes. He hopes that by sharing some of his failures and successes, others may learn from his experiences. Some of Jason's lessons learnt. Observation 1. Jason posted into the regiment in August 2017 to prepare the unit and task force elements for deployment to Iraq as part of a Taji rotation. Jason was in the unit one day when the commanding officer and he departed on their recon. Upon return, Jason assisted in the preparing of the force with members from 58 different units from across two defence forces. In Jason's opinion, the Taji rotations for a non-infantry unit was problematic and upset morale and unit cohesion as the regiment could only deploy the junior non-commissioned officers, senior non-commissioned officers and officers. There was no room on the operational manning document for cavalry soldiers, and this left the regiment without junior leadership back in Australia. Tip 1. You still need to have an influence on those that do not deploy and provide a guiding hand and mentor coach to the caretaking command team. This will make for a smooth transition upon return. Observation 2. When Jason returned, June 2018, the unit had an unsurprising post-operational attrition rate. Coupled with Plan Keo, the regiment hemorrhaged talented junior non-commissioned officers and soldiers. Jason spent six months assisting the commanding officer and subunit chains of command in trying to rebuild a dispirited organisation and regrow a culture of resilience, professionalism and job competence. 2019 was going to be the year where they focused on training. The junior non-commissioned officers and senior non-commissioned officers were very positive and energised about creating the combat mindset in the turret. However, the weather had other plans. The regiment's response to the Townsville floods was as rapid and selfless as it was inspiring. The men and women of the unit rallied to help not only the community, but each other's families. Jason is very proud of the performance of the regiment. In early 2019, the unit suffered the loss of one of their junior non-commissioned officers. Jason learnt very quickly how traumatic death can be on our people, and at the same time, it was a particularly stressful time for him personally, and it took its toll physically. Tip 2. The stress Jason felt was self-induced. He was so fixated on getting the funeral correct and ensuring the send-off was fitting that he forgot about self-care. Sending soldiers off correctly and with reverence is essential. 
but so too is your health, mental and physical. You must take the opportunity to step back from the emotional stress and focus on you. Self-care can look like physical training or some other relaxing activity, but you need to get away to forget everything for a time. This will allow you to refocus and cope better with stress in the future. Observation 3. The Townsville floods, of course, had huge effects on them being able to train. When they did finally deploy field-to-conduct collective training, Mother Nature had other plans. This time, High Fire Danger put a halt to proceedings. They did manage to get some valuable training done, but were unable to reach the training levels they set out to achieve. Before they were forced to cease training, the regiment learnt an interesting lesson on how normalised deviance had crept into training design. Tip 3. The crawl-walk-run training methodology over time has been incorrectly applied, and this methodology has morphed into 14 days or fewer stints in the field. Instead of conducting crawl-walk-and-run in three distinct training blocks, they are best carried out consecutively in one block. By applying this amended intended methodology saves time and resources in battle preparation and refit to fight time. In short duration exercises, soldiers do not learn how to thrive in the field. Instead, they just survive the short duration. The regiment has found that the soldier performed far better on extended field exercises when forced to consider effects on personal life, such as family, equipment carriage, plan for paying bills, etc. Observation 4. At the end of 2019, they planned their first three months of 2020 in detail to make up for the lost time. Unlike 2019, 2020 started well, with individual and collective training underway in earnest. The focus of the first month was combat behaviours. Tip 4. Combat behaviour training has resonated with the soldiers. Care of the battle casualty, the combat shooting continuum and the army combative program have all contributed to improving soldier motivation and job skill standards. Combat behaviours are not just for the combat personnel. Our combat support and combat service support soldiers also respond well to the training. Observation 5. Over several years, the regiment has placed particular emphasis on junior non-commissioned officers' leadership development. The junior non-commissioned officers' development activities have been well received and now form an integral part of our yearly program. Tip 5. The junior non-commissioned officers' leadership development activities have proven invaluable and set our junior non-commissioned officers up for success. However, it is important not to forget the senior non-commissioned officers and their development. Jason confesses he's been guilty of this. It is equally important to invest in the development of our senior non-commissioned officers and warrant officer class 2s. Observation 6. The coronavirus was only white noise when the regiment was again rocked by the death of a soldier. This was a devastating loss to the regiment, as they had lost a young, popular soldier that had only been in the unit a short time. The resilience of their people was yet again tested, and although Jason was better prepared this time, he still found it challenging. The difference between the two experiences was the extraordinary support Jason received from outside the brigade. He received numerous calls from key positions within Army, 
to make sure he was doing okay. Jason had certainly felt supported by his peers within the brigade after the death in 2019, but the calls he received this time really made a difference. Tip 6. You are not alone, and you should not feel like you are tackling these difficult situations alone. The takeaway for Jason was to remember how important those phone calls were and to reach out to others to assist when he can. Observation 7. Then COVID-19 went from white noise to a national emergency. Strict compliance with government restrictions meant they had to cease collective training and prioritise force preservation. This presented new challenges. What do regimental sergeant majors do with no soldiers? How do they train as a dispersed workforce? How do they look after their people in such unusual circumstances? Most importantly, what have they learned or can they learn from these troubled times? They now find themselves in uncharted waters. Things are not clear and the enemy could be anywhere. To make matters worse, their families and loved ones are in the fight with them. Tip 7. What do regimental sergeant majors do? They find meaningful and achievable training for the workforce. As senior soldiers, they have many years of training experience and understand what they need to exercise and or train. But they need to harness innovation by talking to their soldiers and asking them how they think it could be achieved. Some thoughts on training. In crisis, there is opportunity, and COVID-19 might be the catalyst for training transformation in Army. It may force us to transform our training quicker than we planned, but change we must. Jason has mused of late how this might look. How can we do things smarter and better? One example Jason considered is to modify the delivery of Subject 1 Corporal as follows. The course content could be delivered via two desktop modules and one residential module. Module 1, computer-based literacy course from basic through to advanced. Module 2, theory components delivered via interactive desktop learning. Module 3, residency phase for those subjects unable to be delivered via desktop. These modifications would reduce both time away from teams and course costs and if we're required to work dispersed again in the future, we can get our people to complete modules of training online. Other career courses could follow a similar methodology and help future-proof Army. Another possibility worth considering is the design of a PlayStation Xbox-compatible Army tactical trainer so they learn as they play. In conclusion, as Jason said from the outset, he has made many mistakes in his tenure as a regimental sergeant major and has learnt the hard way at times. But through mistakes comes experience. With experience comes wisdom. And sharing that knowledge is vital to overall Army improvement. Thanks for listening to this audio article by The Cove. And remember, a smarter you is a smarter Army.